It feels uh, good to tweet, so I do it all day long. Oh, my body feels like it needs to rage tweet. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Good evening, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast, where we discuss a topic... And we have an unrehearsed conversation about that topic, and then we provide you a quality review. My name is Mike Hodgins. I'm one of your three hosts on the show, along with Mr. Bo Schwartz. Hello, Bo. Hello, everyone. And, of course, Crofton Steers. Hello, Crofton. Hello, people. You know, when I was doing that intro, I saw, like, with this little intro sheet, and one of the things was, like, we've been providing quality reviews on random topics since 2013. And I was like, wow, oh, that seems like a long time ago. It used to be a joke, too. Like, the joke was like, hey, that's not that long ago, you know? When we were doing it in 2014, you know, ha-ha, it was last year. <laughs> exactly. But, but now it's now it's like, hey, wait, that's legit. I remember um, the Wakefield General Store, which was a, a general store in the town I grew up in, had a sign that said, you know, since 1979. And, uh, and that sign went up in, like, 1980 or something. And... Um, <laughs> And when I was a kid and it was like, you know, 1988 and there would be that sign since 1979, even kid me was like, that's not that impressive. And they really put it up there in kind of like a heritage font as if to sell it. But now that 1979, that's pretty impressive. Seems yeah. like a long time ago. They were planning ahead. Yeah. They like were one like, day. Time will make this sign look impressive. <laughs> and they were right. So it's been a while since we've done one of these, and it's kind of good. Feels good to be back in the saddle. Uh, yeah, and you, you know, know, there's been a real world of difference between the last time we did it because I think you know COVID was just ramping up as kind of a thing, and we were, you know, had different view of things at that time. A lot of time has passed since then. Yeah. Have your I've, views changed? Well, I burnt all my belongings to create a bonfire. I'm living in a bunker deep under the earth. Yeah. I'm going to work. I've, I've been going to work every day. Like <laughs> I've taken the bus. I've been in cabs. I've been to the store. I'm at work. I'm like, I'm everywhere. Uh, pandemic. Really? Um, oh, our premier Doug Ford was here. He'd slap you across the face. No, I, I'm an, I'm, I'm an essential worker. So I have yeah, to work. That's true. I will say though, that like, um, I know that pa- podcasts have been a source of comfort for me in the past little while like when i have some downtime like listening to people talking about normal stuff when the world is crazy and when you're balancing work and childcare and all of this sort of things has been challenging so i have felt a little bit bad about like not putting this not putting out um content during this this time period but first and foremost everybody should be prioritizing themselves and their families and i think that that is what we've been doing so i have zero regrets about that i've been developing a mild irritation though like podcast you're totally right podcasts have been great during this time and lots of videos but it seems like every out of work performer or personality is suddenly starting a podcast or a youtube (laughs) thing right now i just saw a thing not five minutes ago that said you, David Lynch has been doing a weather report every morning and you've been missing out in life because you haven't seen this. And I'm like, I looked at it and I was like, I know it's weird because it's David Lynch doing something uncharacteristic and he probably is doing it in a very weird way, but who gives a fuck? I don't, 
I wouldn't watch a random person give me the weather. Why do I care to watch it because it's David Lynch? <laughs> Why are you trying to tell me that this is important? And maybe it is really cool or funny or something like that, but they're all out of work. So that's why <laughs> they're, they're just hanging out in their house, do. slumming it. And they're like, and they're, what they're doing is they're encroaching on our territory. I'm like, yeah. we're well, not doing this because we're out of work actors. We're doing this because we enjoy doing it. Yeah. And we want to. But so Bo, fuck Bo, off. that's why we have that big stamp providing quality reviews since 2013. <laughs> so we can stick it to David Lynch and he's like, my, my, my COVID-19 podcast. And we're like, no, no, David Lynch. Actually, I just no, he, has, he has a weather report, but Ben Chang from and Joel McHale from Community have started a podcast, and he's a doctor in a past life, so he talks about COVID. It's like a COVID nineteen podcast. It's hilarious. Huh. But like huh. every you, name a celebrity yeah. that you like, Croft and Steers. Nah, that isn't yourself. David uh, Lee Roth probably has a podcast. Probably it's probably terrible, as bad as the singing. Like, like I mean, <laughs> David podcast? Lee Roth slam. It's the same with social media accounts and podcasting accounts. Like if you're a celebrity, you immediately get a massive boost in terms of in terms of listenership, you know, and, and all you just there's well, gonna yeah. be people that are gonna listen to your opinion. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean I'm not he, jealous. There've been there's been tons of almost all podcasts have more listeners than this show. So I mean <laughs> <laughs> it's true. not like I'm like those bastards are making it harder for me. I just find it more irritating because there's so much to choose from, you oh, know, yeah. and I just like now it's filling up my YouTube feed and I, it is all, you know, the news articles are like John Krasinski is now doing a new show, but it's all positive stuff. And I'm like, he's Good out of scripts. work. You know, I'm just like, ah, yeah, yeah I, I get, I'm just irritated by the sudden swelling. Of- yeah, Everybody's I mean, stuck at home. Although that's starting to change and that's, it, that's it. Like just, I love dating these podcasts because of how long it takes Bo to publish them. So like, let's just say right now, Crofton is about to go on summer vacation for three weeks. It's his last day at work tomorrow. He's super stoked about it. But by the time this airs, he probably will have had his vacation and probably be you never know. I have two speeds. One is it gets posted quickly, like right away. Or That's yes, true. it's like a long time. We, Either way, be- I'm investing in the joke. Yeah, 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 and I, I think we should try our hardest to make sure that our next podcast is Crofton's first or either last day of all, of vacation, so that he's feeling sad, or first day back from work, so that he's also feeling sad. Yeah, yeah that's that's fair. We're good. Actually, friends. you know what? And to 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 double down on that, I'll go to his house beforehand and smash all his gaming consoles, so that he is, yes, you guess it, feeling sad. And angry, <laughs> angry too. You're like, I can't. Not only is it my last day of vacation, some asshole broke into my house and smashed on my computer. I'm like, yeah, what a jerk. Uh, let's let's get on with the show. <laughs> I have like pieces of like uh, you know, console hanging out my hair. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's. Think, uh, you want to get going on? On I do. All I right. do. So, so and as I, a, I feel like I need to refresh my own memory of the fact that we're, no, we're not doing random topics. It is Crofton's turn to provide us with a topic this day. Neither Bo nor I know what it is. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to have a conversation about that. And I'm very excited to hear what it is. And okay, better so, not disappoint Crofton. It's a lot riding on this. I, just I, I scheduled a delivery from a bird. And, nope, and, that's not it. The bird will come, will deliver the topic that I prearranged with Corona the bird, noch. and then I will read it. Hmm. Uh, that depends. We don't know this bird's migratory patterns, if it's in feeding or mating season. You know, 
it could be out there building a nest right now and doesn't have time to deliver said message. All right. And, no. Yeah. yeah do you, is the bird on its way, Bo? Well, I'm about, it's about to arrive. Are you, are you ready? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm gonna, ready. Because he drops the message really quick. And if you don't catch it, he gets really upset. So concentrate. All right. That's why I'm outside. Here he right comes. Now. Here he comes. Uh, oh, you got it. You, when you catch something, you have to have your hands together. Why are they out? <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. I I got it here. And before I reveal the topic, yes. One one little note. Normally, when we do these these topics where one of us chooses and the other two don't know, uh, the person who chooses should be able to carry the conversation, be somewhat of an expert, if you will, in the topic. Um, this is not one of those times, and I'm really hoping that my two co-hosts will be able to help me out here, but I'm also quite confident that they will. So the topic this week is stress. Stress. Mm. Is it good? Is it bad? Or is it bullshit? Mm. And just to be clear, because I thought this was a very clear thing. I'm like, I know what being stressed is. I Googled stress quickly and then immediately was greeted by a series of biology articles that made it sound extremely complicated to my layman brain with regards to, uh, you know, how it's a, a physiological response to environmental cor- c- conditions and stuff. Well, does yeah. it mention so, cortisol? That's all I think about when the, with the, the it, chemical cortisol, which is like bad and stress gets your cortisol that's all it was. like my initial thing when you said like stress okay stress must be bad and i've heard yeah, that like, that's what my initial yeah jump sure was too right and largely it is uh clearly too much stress is bad you hear that my father-in-law has shingles crofton i think you had shingles at one point not not the most it, it sucked yeah it's not the most pleasant thing uh and it's often they often say it's brought on by stress where your immune you know could be whatever so so yeah sometimes you know it'll bring up sicknesses um you know mental health clearly uh but then I, and i always think of this like stress as in like i've cortisol which is this chemical but it, like it's the worst chemical in your body that like you know it's, it gives you cancer just like you want to avoid cortisol I don't know anything about cortisol, <laughs> just so that you know. I'm not pretending to be an expert because I do not know anything mm. about it. Other than they say it's bad. And stress is the kind of yeah impetus to it. But, you know, uh, before we get, I guess, get into some of the nitty gritty, I instantly was like, you know what? But stress is also a little bit like a a push to action, you know, to some, to some degree. Because, um, you know, I will think something's like if I'm at work, and then, you know, I'm having a kind of lazy day. It's the end of the week. And all of a sudden my boss comes in and it's like, there's some things I really need to get done. But end of the day, uh, can you do this, this, and this? And there's like two hours to spare. And I'm like, yes, I got to do it. And then it's like, okay, the stress levels are up, but it also kind of like lights a fire under your ass. And then, you know, I'll start doing something. And if you can overcome that thing, then sometimes it feels satisfying. So like stress can be a powerful motivator, clearly the bear attacks you in the forest that's stressful uh you might run up a tree and save yourself because you know i don't know you know there, there's clearly reason why yeah, we if you were stressed response. out you wouldn't run up the tree You'd be like hey man you <laughs> yeah hey joint? bear what's up he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll, I'll tell you what's up and then he kills you he'll and... <laughs> kill you be like that's what's up <laughs> welcome to the forest bitch. <laughs> what do you say <laughs> Yes, so the stress response in that case is good because it gets you moving. Yeah, welcome uh, to the forest. 
But who knows? Maybe the bear would have been like, this human seems chill, man. Have a seat. Let's share some money. Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh never seem stressed to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but so look, there's a response there. It, it does draw a response like, uh, mm. but uh, too much bad. Yeah. So I, I've got, I've got stuff to say on this too. All right, not, go that, ahead. not that I'm going to get it all out now, but um you know, for our listeners' benefit, I've gone through. I'm going through some mental health diagnoses, but that we're going to make it the subject of the show. But we brought up stress, so um, I'm not going to make all of them the top or bring it all up. But just so they're aware, you know, might have ADHD, definitely have some addiction issues. But the one thing that my counselor was certain of is she she gave me a clinical opinion of generalized anxiety disorder, which is an ability to switch off the stress state <laughs> essentially so if i am uh, mike's right you are stressed not stressed but you ex- we experience stress almost every day we work five days a week so at work there are pressures and we're in a stress state we're trying to f- figure out duration path outcome like you know what do we have to get done in a day like our brains are working on problems throughout the day and you know they're time sensitive there's people that we might answer to Maybe we're not all like that, but definitely for me, when I'm at work or before going to work, I'm in a stress state and I maintain that all day. And then when I come home and before when I was drinking lots of sugar, I'm a smoker, right? You know, smoke watch 2015. Um, I'm a smoker, stimulant, uh, caffeine fiend, staying up too late. So eating sugary, high fat foods that are junk food ordered in like, like even now before the show, because now I'm doing better. I got tired and I was very tempted to have some sugar, have a coffee so I can feel amped again to do the show. And um, I didn't do that, thankfully, but that was a difficult thing. But the point being that I experience, I am mostly in a stress state and not I don't experience relaxation state or depressive states that much. So I am an expert on that. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> From a, I'm constantly in a stress state, apparently. So, Bo, can you explain some for the difference, or or Mike, either of you, the difference for me between um, sort of being stressed and being anxious in the sense that, uh, that like, okay, some days I get up and I, I know what I've got ahead of me, like, and I'm chairing all these, I have to chair all these meetings at work with lots of people. And then I've got to, I've got to deliver on all these things. And I feel like, anxious like like i'm dreading it and i'm i'm really like i just want to almost call in sick and stuff like that and i i feel so bad and then then my day starts and then i feel stress oh oh my god i got to get all this done but then it's like i i it, it's like what mike says it pushes me into to doing my things and i'm and i get through my day and i'm actually really productive and often at the end i'm like oh you know that wasn't so bad and i managed to 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 do things very well so during but during the day i constantly had this ambient stress i'm like oh i gotta do all this but prior to my day i was like anxious and dreading and and the the evening before i'm like oh god tomorrow's gonna suck so bad um and so like for me understanding the difference between because i don't even see what the benefit or the goodness is about the the, the stress before so maybe it's, it's the during that seems here, to be here's, beneficial here's the difference maybe you're taking your daughter out for a walk and you're playing in the park and there's a little pole that's about maybe a foot off the ground and she can tight walk a tight rope walk across it and you're like you're a little worried like i gotta watch her i'm gonna catch her you're sort of moving along with her 
So you're paying attention. You're not just relaxed. You're, you're like, if she hits her head on this, but I want to, you know, she won't fall very far. So I know she won't get very injured, but I'm paying attention to take care of her as she walks across the, the tightrope, you know, in this park. Now, let's say your daughter decides to tightrope across a chasm. Are you just going to try and, you know, you're not going to be able to walk with her. You're going to be a little more than you're going to be stressed for sure, but you're also going to be worried she's going to die and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. So you're stressed in both situations. You're in a stressed state, but you're worried about a dire outcome in the second example. So if, if you are anxious a lot, so, so it's reasonable to be worried that bad outcomes will happen and to be moved to act. But if you're worried all the time and you develop a habit of worry, and then you worry about possibilities that are not likely to come up just because you're in the habit of worrying like every day when I leave the house, I'm worried I'm going to burn Mike's house down. It's never happened. I've gone to work and had to cab back home to make sure everything was turned off and come back to work because I can't remember. I check it like three times before I leave and still I don't remember. And I worry that I did something silly like that. And so just can I pause? Can I pause you for a second? Just for the listeners at home to clarify, Bo rents at Mike's house. And, yeah. and therefore, when he leaves, that. he's not worried that he's going to lose control, run over to Mike's house, and light it on fire, which may have been your first assumption. I'm worried I'm going to burn Mike's house. Yeah. Down. I just have this <laughs> urge to go there and set it on fire. Oh, sorry. You're right. I wake up. <laughs> And I just want to light okay. it down. Yeah. Important <laughs> clarification. Yeah. Thank you. That's very... No problem. So, and I wasn't just like this with Mike. Like, I was like this in the last place I rented, too. I don't want to be responsible for damages. You yeah, know. I remember picking you up and having to drive back. Remember the bachelor house. party? Oh, yeah. We went to... I think, Mike Crofton, you were there, too. We were driving to Montreal for a bachelor party. And 30 minutes to Montreal, I was like, guys, I don't know if I locked my door. I don't know if I locked my door. And you're like, you locked your door. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, if I, I remember. Yeah. I and do you were all there. That. We hung out at my place before we left. And you're like, Bo, you locked your door. And I was like, we're not going to have fun this weekend if I don't go back Just. and check. And then Mike was like, okay, well, I, I guess. For, I, I think, think Mike, it was the oven. Was it not the oven? Nobody, I, thought I thought it was the oven. It might have been yeah. I left the oven on. The yeah. two ones that always happen to me, and they still happen to me, are I, I think I left my oven on, and I, I think I left water running, and I think I didn't lock my door. And and it still happened. I still get. It. I did it like a couple months ago. If I can't remember and I don't have a ritual for it, I worry, and I shouldn't worry, and I can't help it. So that is part of the stress state. But worry is not all stress, right? Okay, yeah. But I mean, it's funny because I to your, to your point, Crofton, that that there's clearly like what's the difference between anxiety and and stress and i mean they they are kind of i feel like they're dancing around each other uh a little bit um because a lot of the stuff you know because i when you're describing that kind of like oh i'm for a little bit of foreboding that's like an anxious state thinking about this thing feeling you know it, it's like you could almost swap out that stress for anxiety in a lot of those cases you know i'm feeling anxious about my work day, I have stuff to get done. I'm feeling stressed about my work day. Got to get this stuff done. You know, what is the difference? Um, and, it, and it's, it's, it's unclear to me uh, specifically, but I just, I thought of something when you were saying that, that was sort of like a counter, which maybe gives us a bit of grounding. And it's, it's sort of an interesting kind of tidbit I heard uh, about people who suffer from psychopathy. 
so psychopaths. Mm -hmm. So apparently one of the interesting things about psychopaths is that they don't suffer stress very much. Um, Mm -hmm. And not all psychopaths are crazy murderers. In fact, most are not, you know, it's very, (laughs) most are not. It's just, it's, uh, it's just like uh, something that it's a mental uh, in pop culture, condition. psychopaths are yeah, yeah. They're going to stab someone in the, in, in the but but really, I mean, they 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 couple things lack lack empathy, which is a part part of why they get that bad rap. But but part of that lacking empathy because they think about what is empathy like you you're, you're thinking about someone else, you're maybe stressed or worried about how they're going to feel if you're going to ruin their day, or you want to make them feel good. You know, it's like you can you can see how all those things relate to maybe stress and worry a little bit about someone you care about or whatever. Whereas a psychopath does not feel empathy for people, but they also don't suffer stress in nearly the same way. And apparently, this is why a lot of people who are like top executives, CEOs, heads, CEOs, heads of state, are presidents often, of America. Yes, yes, uh, are often psychopaths. And again, this does not mean that they are going out to kill people. Not at all. But but they 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 tend to fall into these jobs because you know a lot of people like myself i'd be this type of person where i'm like oh, i don't want to move up too much there's too much responsibility at, at work or like you know people are gonna be bringing them and i i just don't want to move up you think about that stress associated people who move up those corporate ladders don't feel the stress to the same degree you do and that's not all positive because we don't want a world of psychopaths <laughs> as people who don't suffer from anxiety, who maybe lack empathy. You know, I'm not saying that there are the inverse that uh, that if you have stress, it's good because it proves you're not a psychopath. I'm just saying it helps maybe balance off some of this stuff mm-hmm. like stress. There, there's a lot to it. Anxiety, right. worry. Uh, it's not one thing. And, and some amount of it does good things. Like if you feel stressed out about the state of your children and are like Bo's example, like I feel will feel some stress and anxiety when I see my son taking a risk, climbing a tree. Like I could feel, like the other day he was climbing a tree. He was pretty high, like higher than I could reach him. Uh, and I'm kind of like, I'm a bit, I always felt like I was a bit of a helicopter parent where I'm trying to like watch him. I'm trying to resist that. Like kids got to take risks. I took a tons of tons of risks when I was a kid, let them climb the tree, you know? And then, but I mean, I feel that stress, right? And what, no, what is it? It's worry. It's anxiety. Like if you He's walk gonna... away to go to the kitchen and be like, pretend it's not happening. It's like, you're thinking about it. Yeah. And like, we're trying to do that. We luckily live beside a park and we'll be like, Hey, go out and play in the park. You know, it's a public place. Um, I can sometimes see him. I sometimes can't. And I'm trying to like give them that longer leash, but I'm just, you know, sometimes you start to be like, oh man, is a stranger going to walk away with my kid or is he going to break his leg someplace? I can't hear him. You know, that's, that's stress. That's worry. But what is the purpose of that stress and that worry? It's well, it's to protect your offspring, protect the people you care about. There are places where this, where stress response is really useful like uh keeping you alive keeping forest, other people safe forest. in the you're in the forest, forest get, getting a sweet welcome from a bear you want that stress response you know yeah. uh, like there, there are places and i guess you know it, it seems like the issue in our society is that we get into these i feel like these states of false stress <clears throat> like we're, we're because of the way we work and the like you know remember we talked about the 40-hour work week and it's kind of like fitting everything into you into your life because of that, it's like stress can kind of seep in everywhere where it's like you're stressed to get your kids out the door in the morning to school or get yourself dressed and fed. You're like, oh, I got to get to work at night. You know, I was up a bit late last night because I was doing something for myself. You know, stress, you get to work. Okay, now now at work, you got a bunch of things to get done. It's just seeping all through your day. And then you're like a bit late at work. You're like, damn it, my, I was supposed to make dinner tonight. Ah, like I get these feelings. Sometimes I'm late getting home. You're trying to get food on the table. Oh, you've screwed up your kid's bedtime. And now that's stress. And you're just like, man, my whole effing day is 
stress. And, and I think that is problematic. And that's a bit of this, a symptom of the modern world we live in, right? Where it's like, we all are subjected to this low level, not useful stress a lot of the time. And that's like over time, I think detrimental. So one thing about stress that I'm curious about again is, uh, is like a lot of what you're talking about, Mike, you know, resonates with me that the stressors and, and things that would make me stressed. Um, and I guess like, like, cause I, I hate being stressed. Like I just, I don't like it in general. I like being chilled and relaxed, which uh, I try to do a lot, but often I, I put on that I'm more relaxed than potentially I am. I still have, you know, the stress going on in the background or, 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 you know, worry or what have you. Um, and so I, I like to, I like to be relaxed, but it feels like if you are in a constant state of relaxation, like if you're always like chill and relaxed, isn't there a strong likelihood that that's when people, and this never happens to me, but I anymore, but I know that some people will say I'm bored, like uh, boredom. Mm-hmm. I, I'm bored because they're not being pressed in any way in their, in their lives. Like it, is it possible to constantly not be bored, but also not experience any sort of, you know, sort of stress. And also like to that effect, when you look at things like be it bungee jumping or adrenaline sports or anything like that, it's people like, it's a different type of stress. Like it's not the work stress, but it's people putting themselves in that space. I definitely remember like sometimes I'd be really uh, like I wouldn't be stressed at work. I would have had my coffee in the morning and I'm just super sleepy. And I just wanted to feel like, you know, that feeling of like, Oh, I want to feel alive. And I was like, Oh, I should talk to my brother about bungee jumping context. He runs a bungee jump site. It's not that he would throw me off a bridge. It's that he actually can help me with that. With the idea that like, that would be a sensation that would cause me physical stress, but in a pleasant way, like almost like a ride, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, well, so, and, Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead, Bo. Sorry. No, because I think just what you're sort of thinking, I think is, I mean, I'm not an expert on this. They're probably all interconnected neurologically, so to speak. But the first one is when you talk about a world where there's no stress, I mean, I'm just kind of coming to terms with this, but stress is healthy for you. Like you're designed to have a certain amount. You're designed to bear stress. Like all humans are designed to bear stress because of the situation in the forest. And stuff like that. And it's normal like for you to have to go. Basically, the way I understood it was like we just sit in caves all day unless we decided we wanted to go out and get food. And your stress state is what you put yourself into. It's part of it in order to be like, I have to do something. I have to go out and do this. So let me push myself to go do this. There's dopamine reward tied to accomplishing these things that you do in the stress state. And I think when you talk about the bungee jumping or the thrill seeking, that excitement, I think that's also a dopamine seeking sort of thing that puts you in a stress state. I, I feel like it has to do with the way the brain functions so that they're, they're definitely similar, but um, one seems to me like it's more based on like scaring yourself is a way to feel something, right? It feels like, when you're scared, it's actually kind of cool because you're like, whoa, I, I was filled with feeling that I don't feel all the time. I'm in a state I never get to experience. So I, to me, thrill sports as a skateboarder jumping off stairs, it's like, this is scary. I could die. Awesome. <laughs> you know, like, so you're in a stress state, but it's pleasurable. 
yeah i think and then but then like if you're just talking about regular ass stress that's just if you want to survive your brain has to make your body do some shit so you you psych yourself up and then you're in a state of finding your path but it's it's it is an interesting distinction because um i can think of examples where i so i i like a lot of these thrill thrill type sports i mean i like kind of like intense downhill skiing in the woods like somewhat dangerous stuff i lately have been very into mountain biking which i've injured myself already a bunch on and and often you're a bit of this like um stress it's like exhilaration a little bit of stress but there's also it's like it's it's excitement too right and and so how did i have another example when i also used to work in the um rafting industry when i was young whitewater rafting and for me that one took on a different level of stress where i developed quite a fear of drowning i wonder why uh but but i would i would be sometimes you know you're taking a group of guests down some giant rapid in the high water and you're scouting the raft with the other guys and i would just be feeling my stomach journey like i was gonna puke and like that and and it was like it was intense like because uh, i would worry i'd be thinking about the implications like someone could die here it's unlikely but you know like you're dealing with like crazy water and it's cold and uh and that now with that, would, that went beyond that so i wasn't doing if you were a guest in my boat you were doing that for the exhilaration thrill seeking like oh yeah i want to feel alive and but i i was at the level where i was worried about the consequences and uh, the implications of someone's injury and it was completely negative so i felt at that sense more like if i was really nervous in a meeting or something like for like a bit more foreboding you know like that that kind of like anxiety stress where it's like i don't like this when i go mountain biking or skiing it's a different kind of stress you know there's a risk uh, but i don't have that's that like stomach turning feeling the, the, uncomfortable the stress you know, it, state there is to access dopamine basically you, yeah for 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 the fun for excitement? the thrill yeah yeah for yeah, thrill. yeah for sure yeah. and in, it's like in horror movies one, right like horror yeah. movies thriller movies they're all manufactured to you know trigger these responses it's funny because recently like this this blockbuster video game came about the last of us 2 and i know it's a horror game and i was like oh do I want this right now in my life? Like, do I want to go on this sort of like emotional response? And and then, but it's also like a downer. So it's, and, and I was like, ah, oh, downer horror game. And, and so I, even though, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is a great experience. I passed on it because I didn't want to deal with my own emotional response while playing it. You know, I'm like, I'm not looking for that in my life right now. And so, you know, so, have so I, I yeah, passed on I feel the have, same have about I like told, the horror stuff. Have oh, I told you ahead. about Doom Eternal, which it's, this is related. So okay, for yeah. our listeners who don't know, Doom Legacy Game, the latest entry is designed to be horrific, gross, but also to always be moving. So you're never safe if you're standing still in this game. That's the design, okay? <laughs> Sounds so stressful, right? So, so <laughs> I I've, I've played this game months ago, like 16 hours. It's like, oh my God, I'm so good. And just like moving and I'm good at the game and I'm just like playing on the hardest difficulty and I'm like, go, 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 go. So since re- coming to terms with some of my mental health issues, one of them being video game addiction, I've stopped playing, right? I've limited my time immensely uh, differently. But last week after Core, we talked about Doom Eternal. I'm like, man, I haven't played games in a while. I'm going to boot up Doom Eternal and play it. And I did. And I played for 30 minutes. I played the first level. And the way I felt at starting, I was like excited looking to play. And after 30 minutes, I played the first level. And I was like, 
I was so freaked the fuck out that I shut it off after 30 minutes. Something Bo doesn't do. So I was like, I can't take playing this game. So like, I didn't play games for like, maybe it was five weeks between that time. And five weeks of detox has resensitized me to the stresses of playing. Like, I'm not even sure, honestly, if I can play that game anymore. Because what's, what's funny though, is that's much. like, for a drug addict, like, like that's like if you went straight to, to straight oh, to yeah. pure it's like, heroin, um, it, it, you're it, like, you know, I could smoke a joint or I could go straight to it, purely well, cut heroin. It happens with you know, like, If you're a regular pot smoker, you take THC breaks so that your brain heals so that you yeah. can feel the effect. Because tolerance for drugs has to do with your brain going like, oh, this is how it's going to be. Well, we're going to adjust how it is. And then you're like, I'm not having as much fun anymore. So if you take four weeks off of smoking weed, and then smoke again. You it'll be like your first time, and yeah, and and, and it's say, the same as evidently true of video games. I, I literally did it. I'm like, I can play Doom, no problem. It's super awesome this game. Why are people freaked out? Take five weeks off, and I play for thirty minutes, and I'm like, I don't want to play this. <laughs> and, I, I mean, and, I, and that's a I real feeling, that. you know. And I'm just like, oh Jesus Christ! I know it is because I'm I'm off. I've been off the video game train mostly for a long time, and and those types of games, like even when I'd watched, I, like bits of uh crofton playing that horror game and i like i watched literally we couldn't even get it going but it looked spooky i was like i can't do this i don't want to be immersed in some horror world like i can't handle it uh and yeah because it's stress in that way of like now i'm uncomfortable and i do think that's a distinction for it well yeah and, and between the um um between the like if i go mountain biking or downhill skiing you know it is it's more like it's a controlled it's a controlled excitement through, through a, like a low level of but stress, but the, when it boils getting, up, sorry, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. No, go I, ahead. You. I just going to say, saying, when it, oh. yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. I just want to say you're, you've tied a dopamine reward to an activity. One of the things I'm learning is not to tie them to rewards or goals, but to tie them to the journey of the thing. So you're probably getting satisfaction from the exercise, right? Like it's good. Yeah, for sure. Sh- for sure. I am. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to a point Crofton made because I had a thought about it, which was the um, stress versus boredom. And uh, and so I think, and I'm sure you guys have heard this before. I've it's definitely not my idea, but I, I believe it to be true where people say boredom is an important state. And I think one in which we have essentially extracted from our society mm-hmm. that no one's bored all the time. Why would you be bored? You got a phone to look at. You got news feeds to follow. You got entertainment to consume. You're never bored. Uh, and I and and so what they say about the thing about boredom that's useful um, is that boredom again you're in a kind of a relaxed state, and and, and from that state, I really believe this is true. Uh, uh, that's where creativity uh, comes from. And I believe this to be true because I've had periods of pretty prolonged, uh, um, like when I was writing, uh, uh, when, my, when I was like 20, and I would actually, actually do writing, I wrote every day. Partially is because I only worked like three hours a day at this crappy job. Go to work three hours a day. I spent a lot of time kind of like I would entertain myself and then I'd be bored. And what? And if you're bored for a period of time, it's like some for me. And this might not be the, true for everybody, but for me, if I'm bored, if I'm allowed to sit and I get to this relaxed state and I'm starting to feel bored, I know that if like if I keep that going, what's going to come out of that is some kind of creative outlet. Whether whether for me that be uh, building something at my house, like that's how half my house got built. Me being bored, and then I go build a shed or build a wall or do something. I that's what comes out of it. And I and and also other creative and endeavors like i'll start thinking you know if i get bored i'll start thinking about 
uh, ideas for stories and 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 I really think that 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 we're robbing ourselves of of the pathway to creativity by robbing ourselves of boredom because I would be surprised if anyone would claim that that a stress state is is anything creative's happening out of it. I think we kind of been through it a bit. What does a stress state do? It gets you what you need. You know, now it puts out a, you're putting out fires when it's a stress state. Whether that be for work, whether that be getting yourself food, whether that be keeping your kids healthy and safe. The stress state is not bringing you the creativity. And if you just think of like, like ima- imagine like when you're saying this, like imagine our ancestors, like what are the stress states they're experiencing? I'm hungry. I got to go and hunt and whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's probably a lot of stress states uh, happening. And then you think of those like cave paintings when human beings first started to express themselves creativity. Like I imagine, where did that come from? Did that come from like, I'm starving, I need food. Or did that come from like, a period of like restfulness where it's like they have, you know, there was a good hunt. They have some kill. Oh, You're sitting geez. around the fire, everyone's safe. And then hear someone's like, you know what? Hey, I thought about that animal. And then you, you something creative emerged from that boredom. And mm. I worry that like stress is like robbing us of these creatives. I think states. you might be right. Cause one, I, I, I've been often thinking about the most recent power outage that we had here in Ottawa, you know, where everything went down. Remember like last year, the year before there was oh, big I... cyclones everywhere and like much power went out. Yeah. Yeah. And I lost power for you know three or four days i lost power for a bit and it was shocking like i it was like it got dark and i didn't have any flashlights because i'm completely irresponsible and prepare for nothing so i have no light and i'm like (laughs) and my phone is super low on battery and i want to save it because i'm like i don't know when i'll be able to charge it so i was bored out of my fucking mind you know what happened i went to bed like it was like nine o'clock i'm like there's no light there's nothing to do i'm bored (laughs) Let me get a good night's sleep. And I got a great fucking night's sleep. And then during the day, I was the next day, I'm like, I'm so bored. Like, I got nothing. I, see, I think the phone is a false, like, boredom solver. It does solve your boredom. Yeah. But it's like junk food for your for your boredom. And, yeah, um, no. And I yeah. think I think that that's what Mike was sort of getting at yeah. with, with, with that, which is that we've effectively killed boredom. Mm. Uh, and uh, I guess for me, getting back to stress, it's just one of those things where I, I, I feel like if taking emergency doctor like it and you know uh or a um uh emergency responder of any type like obviously they're going to be they need that stress they need that adrenaline to to deliver results in a quick and orderly fashion if they're not stressed and they're just like chilled there's there's my, my feeling is that they, they wouldn't be driven to the results that they're able to deliver in the situations they're able to deliver. On the other end of that, if you look at like statistics of burnouts and all sorts of stuff, they're astronomically high for emergency responders, especially like during this, this current pandemic. So there's this balance where they need this stress. They need this adrenaline to keep going and to deliver to the maximum capacity and to get them through perhaps what are, crazy long days because that's it sometimes the stress might be the only thing that pushes you when you need to be pushed but on the other hand if it becomes too much to bear well then you end up in these situations where it's literally wrecking your life so so i can talk a little bit about that because i'm experiencing it now i'm in a stress state a lot of the time so if you are stressed a lot and make a habit of being in a stress work environment, like you said, first responders, they need that adrenaline. They need it. They, they might even work more than 40 hours a week or they might do like two weeks on and two weeks off kind of thing. So they're in this 
prolonged stress state for a while. I think I know a police officer when I worked at Starbucks was like that. He'd work a stretch of nine, ten days, then have four days off or something like that. And but uh, police is a stressful job, I'm sure. Um, <clears throat> but we're not designed to be in a stress state as much as we think we can. And I think if you the stress state is one where you're actively thinking, you're using your thought voice, you're solving problems, you're you're focused in a certain way to be like, what what's this? What's the obstacle? How do we get it done? Is it worth doing? Is there any danger associated? Like all those things where you're evaluating, assessing, what should I do? Am I doing this? Yes, I'm doing this. How am I solving it? What's my strategy? What am I doing? You're answering all these questions. You're, you're positing um, challenges, obstacles. Uh, duration pathway uh, outcome and and you're designed to do that but you're not designed to do that for eight, 18 hours a day or even you know for five days a week we're everyone's a little different but we're not designed to be stressed all the time and so when you talk about burnout you are basically in a stress state more than is healthy for you and this was where it affects me if you have those thoughts a lot you can addict yourself to that kind of thought process, which is what I am experiencing. I am constantly, and I've, t- I've paired it to smoking. So I'll go out and have a cigarette, which strengthens real pathways. And then I'll have good thinking session, which I label as thoughts. But as I've reflected, it's a lot of worry. It's a lot of, oh, I didn't call this person. I, you know, I hope you guys don't think I'm shitty because we didn't do good, bad, or bullshit. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do this nice thing for this person to know my relationship's good with them. I'm going to, and my brain just kind of going, 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 going. But it's nine o'clock at night. Like the workday is done. The time for worrying about this shit is done. Like I am allowed to have my rest reward, and I'm not giving it to myself because I'm stimulating for you know stimulating a lot. But I'm remaining in a stress state when it's time for me to be in a different state, and I have an addiction when I'm not worrying. I feel like, uh oh. Things are going to fall apart. I better get back to it. And let's be honest. If we could all be in one state at like, if you had to pick a state and it's like, look, you can only have one state. Then, then we wouldn't pick stress state. Like that would not be the one that you would be like, you know what? I'm going to be in that state all the time. You would pick, you know, a relaxation state or something like that. Like while stress state has its utility, it's not the one that you would want to be in. I think I'm supposed to agree with you because that's the healthy answer. But I know right now it's not my truth, you know, which is you pick stress. I want to be like buzzing. It's like I don't even pick stress. I'm just there without even. It's unconscious at this point. Like it's not like you know. I'm just like I'm there. Like it is. It is funny because when you mentioned the thing about when you're talking, some of that stuff resonated with me. And and when you mentioned stress and job burnout, like I had this funny situation um, where I had what was funny. uh, I I would consider it a job job sort of burnout, but it was from a job where I had almost no work to do. And and the reason, and I remember I'd looked into at the time, like why do I feel like this way and, and and I read some stuff about mental health in the workplace and saying the job burnout comes from two sources, one of which is being way overworked and one which is being way underworked. And if you're a person like myself and like most people who have some modicum of, you know, work ethic or responsibility, you, like I felt stressed all the time because I come to work, I check my email, there's the email, like inbox is empty. You know, I bugged my boss for work the day before they gave me a 10 minute task that was done that that day bug them again. They're busy. That's stress. You know, they give you, Oh, here's a, here, here's a 10 minute job again. And you know, you kind of bug them. It, it was like constant stress. 
to not have work, which sounds yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, well, it's, no, it's not. It's imposter syndrome. They're going to find out well, that, sure, you, so- yeah, that you felt, suck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's how, I, that's how I felt, right? I'm like, non, you feel like I'm not pulling my weight. Either way, it was a total cycle of constant stress and it was awful, you know? And it's like, so there is a balance. It's like, because you can't have, like when I was talking about boredom, like I didn't have an opportunity to be bored at work because I'm like, I'm, I'm here to be doing something and I'm not doing it. And it, it, you can't just relax and say, well, um, you know, I'm going to use this to, you know, have creative outlet or whatever. It was like, you're there on the clock, you know? So yeah, I, I had felt that before and it's, I'd say a wholly negative experience. Yeah, um, it's 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 not fun to be in a worry. No one likes to be in a worry state because if yeah. you if you like if you're like oh I'm worried you're you're trying to get out of it right like how do I alleviate this worry? Let me do the thing. You know, you gave the presentation thing, Crofton. Like we've all been there. Like I got a big thing. I don't want to fuck it up. Like I've given presentations to board of directors before and stuff, and I'm like. Ugh. The, I feel better the more preparation I do. So if I don't feel prepared, my worry shoots up, right? And I can't help it. I can't just be like, oh, it'll just be fine. I'll improv it. I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up. And and it, you're like, the way to get out of this is I'm going to prepare so then I can feel like I can give myself a relaxation state or something. I, I'm guessing I, I'm not very good at it, apparently. But you're right. Absolutely. That would be something that if you feel unprepared and the imposter syndrome, then then you feel like you're called out uh, <clears throat> for potentially being an imposter or what have you. All of, all of that um, stems together. And I think that that's like, just like, and I, I know that I recognize the time we're probably heading into verdict soon, but like for me, st- stress is, I always see it as, um, as a negative is something that I don't want to have. But at the same time, I can't argue with the fact that it has helped me uh, because I am a procrastinator. Like I am less likely if there isn't some sort of heat on the stove, I'm not going to cook, you know, like, and, and uh, um, I have switched careers in the past, uh, you know, for three, four years to go from a career that was, in, uh, both in, in the field of communications, one that was reactive, which was reacting to things as they happen. There's a media call. I need to respond to it. There's a, a request from our, our minister's office. I need to respond to it. Um, to a proactive state. And a proactive state is like you're working on projects that have timelines and you map them out and all of this. And you have to, and no one's necessarily pushing you really hard because they're all reacting to their things. You have to be the one that pushes it. And it has been healthy for me in a way because I'm generating my own stress. It isn't other people that are generating stress for me, uh, but it's made it harder to shut off too, because I'm the one that's generating it. So like, um, I see its utility and I wouldn't necessarily ax it all together, but I don't genu- genuinely like yeah. it. So can I tell you guys and for the listeners too, cause you might've heard this before, so you might get a little bored, but I feel like our listeners might benefit from it a bit. And I don't, I'll try and be succinct this time, but I had like six weeks ago, I had a panic attack that's related to stress and anxiety that lasted six days. And I didn't come down from it for about three weeks. And and what it what it is is that if you keep in a stress state, then you secrete like I could feel butterflies in my stomach for three weeks. Like you secrete adrenaline when you don't need it. So you're like at home enjoying enjoying a salad and just something, and you're just like I've got adrenaline. I gotta ah, I gotta do something, and like my body wouldn't shut it off for six days. 
it would not shut it off. It was pumping adrenaline into my system. I could feel my heart. Um, and like I get um, these sympathetic pains in my chest and in my arms that make me feel like I'm having a heart attack. And then I think, oh, shit, I'm having a heart attack. And then I'm like, <gasps> I start hyperventilating. Um, so it's possible your body will be like just... You know, if you run super fast, like not run fast, but like you try to run like you're breaking your own speed limit, you fall, right? Because you're just like, you're trying so hard. It's like, how can you even be coordinated? And like when your body's in that high pressure state for long periods of time, it's just like, okay, well, fuck you, buddy. And and goes. And, and during that state on the Sunday, so there was an easy... Basically, there was an easy task that I could do. It was just scheduling stuff. And I sat in front of my laptop for five hours and I couldn't do it. And I worked myself up so much instead of fully walking away or doing actual techniques to try and get me calm again that I ended up exploding. Like I cried for 45 minutes straight. I called my sister. I, I lost my fucking mind. And, and that was Wednesday. On the Sunday night at 1 p.m., I called the hotline. Because I'm like, I don't know if I should call in sick tomorrow. I don't want to disappoint my boss, but I definitely don't feel right. And I was near tears and I talked to someone for 30 minutes like, <laughs> like just out of control. And and I did finally call in sick, but I felt horrible about it. I was so uncontrollably stressed the next day, even though anybody, if you would have saw me, you would have said, take a sick day. Uh, it's not worth it. Like, what do you, what, how's this even a question? But you get so caught up in worry that it harms you. So I don't know if that helps, like, give you a sense of, I know you were asking, like, what is it when it's too much? But well, yeah, I, mean, I know. It does sound like that. When you, when you lose control of it, if, yeah, when you, when you can't control stress. it and you don't know what to do with it, then you are just stuck in it and then you are sick of it. And you, everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you what? Know? One just bow I want to tie on it, pun intended, mm-hmm. is um is like uh and and just to, for our listeners, like obviously what Bo has just ex- described is very important and personal, and we have been talking to Bo about this. Isn't the first time Mike and Bo- Mike and I hear hear about this, so that's why we're we're not immediately diverting to be like, oh, Bo, geez, what's going on? Because we yeah, we know what's yeah, going on, he and he's taking so. care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the. Uh, I guess, I guess my, um, my, like Mike mentioned the psychopaths earlier about how they don't have any empathy. And then you just, when you were sort of describing your process, you were talking about, uh, when it comes to taking the sick day or whatever, you know, worrying what other people think. And in the end, that's what I'm doing as well. When I'm talking about my presentations or whatever I'm, or, or imposter syndrome or what have you, like the, the stress is essentially being generated, or at least my personal stress, I don't want to speak for you guys, but my personal stress is often driven from what other people either are thinking of me or their expectations for me, say, as a boss, what is, what is a boss thinking about me? What are, what are, you know, my colleagues at work, you know, thinking about me and all of that sort of thing. And I have been told that I care, you know, I care too much about this at, at a certain point, but it is clearly what, what is drives my stress. So I would example, if I have to have a difficult conversation with an employee uh, in which that I know they're not going to like me after, because I'm going to be telling them bad news about their performance, that is going to stress me out a lot more than if 
I miss a, a production milestone. Like I, I, I was supposed to put out five of something and I put out three of it or something like that. I'll be like, mm-hmm. you know what? I, I, my bad. I, I'll do better next time. That doesn't cause that level of stress for me as the, as the stress, as the difficult conversation does. So it just feels like for me, at least me personally, a lot of my stress stems from, uh, you know, my, my wanting to please other people or, or, mm-hmm. or playing into their perceptions. Mm-hmm. And that bothers me. But at the same time, I'm glad that I have that level of empathy. I care about other people. I, I want them to be happy. I want to be able to help them when I can and all of that. So it's a weird sort of messed up balance yeah, in like, my mind. I have some strange homework this week from my counseling session. Uh, she said, um, you know, try getting, try letting yourself get mad at something. And because my my stress comes from pinning in to try and to behave, I, I put a lot of effort into behaving a certain way for people, and I don't. I, I when I get mad, I pin it in. I'm worried that people will think I'm, um, uh, think I'm bossy or obnoxious. And the fact is, like, I can very much be, and that's why I pin it in. But it causes me stress because I've got to not be myself. And I hate, uh, you know me, I love doing what I want and being myself and it causes me a lot of stress. All that to say is that um, in the pre-show we were talking about it a little bit, but we have a personality underneath our brain function and it's all different for each of us, right? So the way that you, what stresses you and what's more important and what, how you choose to deal with it is also a product of just who you are, you know? And, and for me, it's different. But what's our commonality is that we all experience the state, unless we have a condition that doesn't let us, um, but that we all experience the state. The The part where it becomes difficult is if you can't manage it. And and look, we are, um, after high school, we all leave and we lose all of our friends and then we're just with our nuclear family and a few people, but we don't see the people we like as much as we want to. We end up being in places with people we didn't choose to be with and have to deal with stresses. We end up becoming very isolated. Like even before this pandemic, I have to go to work in a place I didn't choose to be and have difficulty with. I, you know, feel like I have a lack of control over the activities in my spare time. I don't see you guys hardly enough. I wasn't, I've seen my family more in the past six weeks than I've seen in like five years. Like, and and it really has to do with the sense that we get into these routines because we're trying to solve life. And we're like, I got to work. I got to do this intellectually. I got to do this, 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 and that. And then that's how we get into these states of stress that we're constantly stressed. I mean, Crofton, you got to take care of your kids all the time. You got to work. You got a big presentation. You want to make your wife happy. You got to make sure there's groceries in the fridge. You got to make sure the bills are paid. You got to make sure that, you know, any contacts on your phone don't think you're ignoring them because they pinged you or liked you and you have relationships with people over social media. Uh, You want to stay abreast of current events so that you don't left behind. You also want to binge watch a thing and play video games. These are all stress state things. And barely in it, have you? God made damn it, to... Bo! Get out of my mind. Barely in there is like, you know what? I'm just gonna fuck off with Mike and uh, Bo for like three days, and we don't even know what we're gonna do. We're just gonna, I, you know, we agreed to get a car, and we're just gonna drive somewhere. Like that's life too. But we have grown into this routine, thinking it's normal and thinking we're doing well, and and it's it's we're we're maintaining high levels of stress. Like my phenomena is not unique or special. We are globally, if you are plugged into the technological world that we are, you are overstimulated, probably. Probably. Everybody. 
I would say Mike is probably among the best of us. And Mike, you, you know, you really have, you really have a priority over exercise, which is really important for people. You have a priority. Healthy body, eating. healthy mind, people. Yeah. You, you like, you know, and I know. <laughs> hey, before, we, Logan, before Crofton's we dis, Logan Crofton's disdain one. Uh, well, I just like, like, I do want to bear my. And it's let not me, through, let me just say, I personally not, hate Mike, and he's a son no, but it's not through any choosing of Mike's own. Like, it's I think it's he grew up with his dad with TV on all the time, but like he literally falls asleep listening to podcasts, like. I sleep like a baby in perfect yeah, quiet but- with, with no sort of like, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that like, for, for me, I, I am obviously on the screen circuit as we all are and stuff like that. But I do think that like, you know, we all have our different distractions and our different poisons. It's yeah, just I'm open with mine. I'm not Look, saying I- you can't manage it either. I'm just saying you, maybe you're having too much. Well, and and beyond that, though, like, let's also say we're talking about stress. Everyone has a different thresh tolerance threshold, right? Some people tolerate stress really well. Some people do not tolerate it well. Everyone has a different level. Uh, Some people like just thrive in it and some people don't. And you have to find what your own balance is. And like, I don't think Bo was trying to say that I'm some kind of paragon to be beheld. That is not true. Uh, I think he only means in the sense that like I saw some of this destructive stuff and have taken active steps to reduce it. And I am by no means perfect. I spend a lot, way too much time on my phone like everyone else. And I spend too much time on a computer like everyone else. I'm not perfect at all. But I do think that these things do cause me more stress than they're worth it's social media in particular i got completely off that and it was one of the best things i ever did hate social media uh and encourage everyone to get off it your life will be better even though it seems like it might not be uh but but again stress is a very personal thing and uh and, and you know and a lot of people you tolerate stress well until you don't that that often happens too right where it's like you know you you can put up with a lot put up a lot and eventually i think it's like anything you can diminish yeah, how much you can take, you know, and we get worn down, which is why you always say people like, Oh, you need a vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like you're tired, you're stressed out, take a vacation. And I mean, I think it's kind of bullshit to be like, we assume that like, Hey, you've been stressed out for 50 weeks. Why don't you take two weeks off and then you'd be good to go. We'll get you back in that stress groove for another 50 weeks. Like, I mean, I think again, this part of the problem of our world, but and some people that they can do that their whole lives and they'll be great. Yeah. And other people are like not gonna. The, you point, know? The, the point is, it's like, what quality of life do you want to have? Yeah. You'll live till 60 or 80 being stressed probably. Well, it's less likely. Less it's, likely. It's, but let's say, let's say you could. Would you want to? Do you want to worry constantly about everything? Some people would. Some people love Or that. they think they would. No. Yeah. But, yeah. Because... Yeah, they're addicted. But if you could take your head out and see that there is there, but let me put it this way: there are other people living good lives and doing things that you aren't able to do, and some of it might be related to overstimulation and stress. It's an, right. because you get you don't get good rest, you don't get good tired, you start to drag. You go, what's the point, and all that. Yeah. No. I've, uh, absolutely. Um, Sorry, I was. I, I, I kind of interrupted, no, so I wanted to. Uh, yeah, I, I lost my th- my. He lost his stress, but I, maybe we should pivot don't let this into. Uh, yeah, don't get stressed. No, 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 I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm stressed. Gonna, I'm not I'm fucking gonna, stressed. 
How dare you accuse me of being stressed? I'm going to fight you both. <laughs> well, I'm I'm feeling somewhat stressed about this episode going long, and uh, I would like. To, I think we should move to the verdicts. We've covered a lot of ground here, and Crofton is a stress. Know. He likes long things. <laughs> so I think we should see <laughs> if sorry. There is I don't a... know why. It's, it's just bag on Crofton day. I'm sorry. That's a, yeah, he yeah. can take it. it he's maybe the most. Lookout. He's maybe the most stress tolerant of us all, right here on this. Yeah, probably. Uh, this show. Actually, I, that's and, true. Yeah, he's although a that individual. might not be true. Not everyone suffers in the same way. Quiet. Yeah, look at Crofton. He's Crofton suffering on the inside. Suffering. I, look, I, I'm, I'm clearly I number never... two on this week's episode, and I hate it so much. I would never be one to say like that. I'm the paragon of stress tolerance. Like I definitely get stressed, and it's just funny because oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Um, it is funny because we're heading, you know, like um, tomorrow is my last day of work, right? And before I'm off for three weeks, which is a great oh size God. vacation. However, I'm in a job where I have to sort of really plan my vacation. So this week has been crazy busy trying to get everything together. Like, how's it going to work when I'm gone? Like, I, I, you know, and, and I'm victim from making myself like the chair of all these meetings of all these things. And like, I'm not going to be there. Who's going to do it. So I have to, I have to figure out all this stuff. So tomorrow seems really stressful for me because it's my last day. I have a giant list to go through. And it's funny because when Mike mentioned vacation, what I wanted to just say is that when I came up with this topic for this episode, the other topic I was seriously considering was vacation. And the reason mm. uh, the reason I was going with that was A, I'm going on vacation, but B, because of the amount of work that it requires and about how it is used somewhat as a band-aid to greater imbalancement in your life. As Mike mentioned, it's like, okay, you know, go on vacation and then come back. Okay. You're rested. Let's go. Let's burn you again. You know? And so, so I do think that the way that we sort of work vacation into our lives to manage the stress points is not necessarily I, super healthy or the way that vacation should be used. I did se. the same thing as you before my week of vacation. And I realize how bad it is, even though I did it, um, because human race has this uncanny way. If there's a vacuum, people fill the void, especially in a workplace like that shit does happen. So almost putting like, oh, the place going to spin out of control. It's like maybe, but it's not your it doesn't belong to you nothing you care about depends on the outcome. All that you'll do is lose a job. There are others to get. It's not a. It's it's not a big deal at all. That's and always but oh, go ahead. It, so so what I'm saying, and I did the same thing. I overworked myself the week before vacation, mm -hmm. and I didn't come down from my work stress till about day like the Wednesday of the week. I didn't like I carried thoughts with me until Wednesday after the Friday ended, and I was like, man, that fucking sucks. Like that really sucks. And it's it's not there. It's not my job's fault. It's it's my fault. Because I spent the week being like, oh, I don't want things to fall apart while I'm not here. And, it, and I realized I did that to myself. And, and so, yeah, like the vacation prospect is, is, can be tainted by the fact that we were overworked. Uh, the way that we work right now. 40 hours a week is too much. Stress even creeping into ruining vacations yeah um i'm gonna get us back on track because i feel some stress about being the host and keeping it going so let's let's i'm gonna keep making that horrible joke uh why don't yeah, we get the farm the farm animals stressing you up uh right, get the in. farm animals out here and then let's uh they're not stressing. no they're animals they 
Well, actually, they suffer a lot. Oh, they're just singing right now. I say, order in the court. Order in the court. Uh, so, as the host, uh, you get to decide the order of verdicts. I believe. Well, I think I just. Well, you know what? Okay, why don't I? Well, I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because this is one of these like uh, sort of like you're countering it versus like what I would like to have. What is what is useful? What is reality? Kind of thing. And I often like to live in the idealized version or or (laughs) what i would like to have i i do feel like in an ideal state like like crofton say who would who would pick a stress state i mean like a like a real stress state like i think i think honestly most people like if you could just say hey look the whole world you know things are all taken care of there's food on everyone's table you can have what you need you can spend time with your friends and family relax like who wouldn't pick that and 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 no one's gonna suffer for it there's no work's not gonna get done that sounds psychopaths (laughs) <laughs> yeah, psychopath they would hate that um but yeah most people i think that's the idea like less stress i think is good and no stress is a motivator um you know it, it's it serves its purpose i often think like sometimes i look at my cat who lives in you know a cat he's either like supremely relaxed on on, on a you know he's an animal right supremely relaxed on a couch and then it's like you make a noise and he's like you look at his face is he's, he's he's ready to like bolt up a tree or like fight to the death with some other animal, you know, and that, like, like living in nature is a stressful, you know, the, that fight or flight response that we were talking about with the bear, uh, you know, that, that stress keeps you alive, but it's also not a great way to live. You know, one of the greatest things we've accomplished as a human species, we're not like in the woods, <laughs> like scrounging out a living. We live pretty comfortable lives. And I think we spend a lot of time manufacturing stress for ourselves that probably does not need to exist. Uh, and I think that minimizing it as much as possible will almost always serve you dividends. Um, and as much as we're pressured to revel in stress and to perform under stress and to perform under pressure by our like 40 hour work week. And, you know, forget the 40 hour work week. You, you want to be a lawyer. You want to get to the top. You got to put in the time, you know, it's like that speech um, from Glengarry Glen Ross where uh, Alec uh, Baldwin is telling everyone, you know, just putting the stress on all. He says, put that coffee down. The guy goes, <laughs> what? He's like, coffee's for closers. Yeah. He's like, you, you drove you a, can, yeah, he's you like, drove you a fucking Hyundai you? here. I drove a fucking Rolls Royce. That's yeah. who I am. He's like, Coffee's it's, for me. It's too hard? You too, it's too hard for you? Hit the bricks, pal. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just like that. That's like, you know, the work world where a lot of people have that attitude. It's like work, work, work. You know, it's kind of like for what? And uh, so just before I get to my verdict, I want to share with everyone a little bit of what I do. This is my own personal stress relief. This will not work for many people, but for me, it almost always works. We don't want to recommend jacking off, please. <laughs> There's not, it's not always the best okay. time and place for that. No. Um, so what I do in this always, because I'm like everyone else, you know, especially at work, I'll get caught up in something and feeling stressed or something. It's like, oh, this is, and it's not, something's not working and just getting on me. I always, you know, and you got you guys know me well. I like to think about big picture stuff. I will always just think about either and probably both of geological time, the vastness of time, like all of human history is like in ten thousand years, 
Think about the millions of years. There was dinosaurs on this fucking planet 60 million years ago. And we have been alive. Everything that we think matters or, or, or is important has existed in 10,000 years. It's nothing. In 10,000 years from now, which is nothing in terms of geological time, everything that you stressed and worried about w- will matter to all of nobody. I can see <laughs> and, that stressing some people out. Mike. It might. It might but not for, for me, you. But, but for me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some people would be like, oh, my God, that's double Oh, my double God, my life is meaningless? But for me, oh, what, what, that, what, what that always – yeah, but it is. But it just lets it, for me, melt away to be like, look, mm-hmm. this is not really important. You're putting things uh, in perspective. And it puts things into perspective for me and just usually lets me just melt that stress away and being like, look, yeah, my, my, my boss is stressed, like uh, whatever. It, it's not a thing. That helps me. That helps me. So I was, I was debated, am I going to go bullshit on this or bad? But I think I'm just going to say stress is bad. I, I, I really think that more of it, it just cortisol levels, it makes you feel bad. It, the, the motivation that comes from it, it's not the best kind. I would prefer a lot more time with creative motivations coming from boredom. I think are much, much deeper and more satisfying uh, forms of motivation than our stress ones. Stressors like, put the fire out, don't die now. That's not what we need more of. So stress, bad. That's my verdict. Yeah, that's a good verdict, passing, man. Passing the church. Yeah. Uh, so who, who who should go next? Whichever. I don't know. You guys. Go I assume, Bo, your verdict's going to be long. I feel mine will be shorter, so maybe I should just do mine now. All right. I haven't had a last word in a little while, maybe. So, yeah, let's do it. All right. All yeah, right. I feel it feels it. like a last word for you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go right out and just – I going to preface with my verdict and then go into why i'm going to say that stress is bullshit yes uh and uh stress is bullshit and uh it is a bit of a cop-out and i i I will say that i'm impressed that mike put his flag in the sand and it's like you know what no it's bad i was thinking about it in both ways in the like if you could just choose one state you know what state would you choose but like if you could just extract stress from your entire being like if i could perform some sort of mental magic and take away all stress from me permanently like the ability to feel stress and all that becoming essentially you'd be a psychopath a psychopath (laughs) would that would i want that uh, you know, would would that be would that be a choice that I would make if I could make that choice? And the answer is I would not do that. And the the reason for that is that like I you know I have my my brain and my being and all of that, and I have to learn to sort of work with it. Um, I don't have any sort of you know that I'm aware of diagnosed conditions that lead to abnormal amounts of stress or uncontrollable stress or anything like that. So really, it's just a matter of me getting in control of this thing that can sometimes help me uh, but often can harm me as well and I have been to see a counselor at a period of, of, of great stress which was during work like a work related stress I do feel those pressures and I do and I do try to manage them better and I don't think that stress is uh, a positive thing overall like uh, people who are more stressed I, I want to help them become less stressed that is that is where where I feel and I have that empathetic response and caring about what other how other people are doing and what other people think is one of my main triggers of of stress or or create stress for me. So um so I, I I do think that that it can be a tool that can serve that can that can help. But in the spectrum of bullshit verdicts, this is one that falls much closer to the bad than the good. Let's just put it that way. But I do have to say for me that stress is bullshit. 
All right. Well, there you go. Uh, hey, bring it home, Bo. This is a tough one to bring home because I just realized that it's like adding a, asking a crack addict if crack is good or not. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Stress is good. And I'm just going to go ahead and play the sound. Stress is good. Um, that being said, like, I like being in the state of stress, I think, on some le- on some like very fundamental level. And but intellectually, I know that stress is an essential part of our, our life. So I think it's a good thing to run away from the bear. Like I just I sort of look at it. And I'm like, I'm glad that I feel the need to run away from bears or save people when they're in danger. Uh, so I think it's ultimately a good thing that just can be kind of um, well, it can it can be abused and it can be it can be detrimental if if over. If you are overstimulated or overstressed all the time, you're not designed. We're not designed to be stressed out all day, all the time. Um, the one thing I wanted to, oh, well, I'm not sure if this actually works or not. So I don't have a stress technique. Never mind. But um, it just sucks to not to not be able to get out of a stress state. I guess, <laughs> which you know, is that part is bullshit. So you're like, it's bad. good. Stress is good, but, but it really I, sucks when you can't get. I mean, out of it. I'd rather be a human being with stress than a human being without able to to be stressed as you described in the beginning so that sort of was what informs my opinion i guess but um yeah there are other states of being that i need to be in so i guess this isn't really a good verdict because <laughs> yeah like, i'm not i'm not clear and i, I want to make sure no, that i was I, not I'm clear. I, was not, I, I think I, it's good because i want to be able to run away from the bear like i think i'd rather ha- have i'd rather have stress than not have it and i don't i don't think it's bullshit because i distinguish the stress state from from just being stressed out too much, right? I'm just like, it's like it's a, it's a question of degrees. So like, it's good to it's good to have you know sex sometimes or every day, but it's not good to have sex 72 times a day, right? So that's my experience of stress. It's just like I'm 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 going to be in a high stress state after leaving the show, and I need to go to bed, and I have to bring myself down. So this is more about me and not about stress itself. So I'm saying stress is good. Okay. And yeah. That's it. I feel like this has been a very, you know, like when when Blossom would have a very special episode of Blossom. I feel like this has been like a very special episode of Good, Bad, or Bullshit. In that it's it's a bit of a downer, but I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Well, why don't we just get the outro out of the way? Which is, want to tell you, our listeners, that uh, if you have any thoughts on stress, if this episode made you stressed out you want to tell us about it we would love to hear from you many ways to reach us you go to our website goodbadbull.com you can find our email address send us an email we'd love to read it on the air if you did uh goodbadbull at gmail.com or send us a tweet at goodbadbull you could also engage with us on facebook i believe and if you haven't subscribed to the show uh, go ahead and do so if you'd like to google play itunes spotify all those places and then I Patreon, we do have some patrons for the show. We always want to give a shout out to them. Thank you so much for supporting us. And if you'd like to contribute, you could also do that. Uh, Patreon.com slash goodbadbull. Um, and so with that's the end. Well and done, I'll sir. Say, well done. Yes. <laughs> say, so, uh, yeah, and if you want to find out more about Bo, Bo. Uh, com. And Crofton, what do you got? Follow me on Twitter at Crofton Steers, all one word, and uh, like and subscribe. There you go. And you can't follow me anywhere because I'm in the woods being not stressed out. And uh, one thing I want to say, uh, 
is that I want to make clear that in my verdict, I was in no way advocating for psychopathy as a way of... <laughs> I feel like that was implied uh, somehow oh, sorry. afterwards. I don't, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to I, I, I never said that. No. Uh, what, what, and, and I would, I guess, maybe to clarify a little bit, I'd be like, yes, if a bear was chasing me, I would appreciate the stress thing to make me run. <laughs> but what I was saying was that, but wouldn't it be better if you didn't get chased by a bear? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying okay. I want access to stress. I'm saying the things that cause you stress, if we had less of them, that would be better. I enjoy oh, feeling emotion and empathy, oh. and you can have those things without without being put in the positions of stress. So I'm that, just saying that we a- were rendering verdicts on stress, not the things that cause stress. So- <laughs> Shut up! If I can jump through the screen and throttle you right now. <laughs> Michael, you're causing a lot of stress to me right now. Me I respect your opinion, and now I've lost your respect. <laughs> I've lost my that. Yes. Oh no, he found you out. Imposter syndrome. Oh, imposter, no. syndrome. imposter syndrome oh god Man, I, um, hope, I hope our listeners don't find out this isn't a real podcast or what know, no li- it, well yeah they'll, they'll, what they're gonna find out at least celebrities have had fake podcasts where they, they'll have so to- they have nothing better to say they gotta read the 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 weather report come on david lynch they'll have to be able to listen to it first though that's true which will never happen but that's the mark of a good podcast it has like no listeners and, yeah we're, we're and it makes we're the few cult- wait we're a cult listen at this point because we're not mainstream. We've been doing it a long time, and we, we kind of are, you know what I mean? Like, just Man, like wait till the hipsters basically. find out about us. We're going to have so many listeners. I thought you meant we were listened to solely by cult members, cult which members. which would also be possible. No, but one of the things I've noticed, because this isn't the only place where I've brought up my recent events, is that there are a lot of people out there that have hurts that are affecting them. And sure. I just want to say... If you if your foot turned green, you'd go to the doctor. So if you think your part of your brain's going green, seek help. Go to it's the okay. doctor. Go to the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can always, and you can start with your family That's doctor all. with that stuff too. You it's know, not, if you don't have other resources. It's not that it's bad. Like, it's. It, it, I was yeah. my friend. My first session ever at forty, and I hated the first one, but I stuck it out. And, and it's been doing that, so. There's resources, people. Yeah, don't, it gets don't don't don't. Yeah, exactly. There's there's help. You know. We all need it sometimes. And sometimes we just need to end the show, Bo. Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.